Welcome to So Far So Rare. I'm joined by Alex, simply Alex. What's happening, Alex? I said a lot of oh. Alex's there. <laughs> There's not a lot going on, mate. Life's good. But uh, yeah, probably not as interesting as your life, put it that way. It is. I saw you bringing strangers. I just said, yeah, I saw you bringing strangers to games and all. Do you know what I mean? Mate, I'm just ripping you off, but nah, I would like. I would, I'm I ripping like everyone else on YouTube off. Every every YouTuber does fucking things with strangers. That's like the whole thing, isn't it? Very true. But mine was actually authentic. You know, I wasn't looking for someone, but we won't get into it. <laughs> we won't get into it. Go and watch it. Alex has a short out where he brought a stranger to a Bundesliga game. But anyway, Alex, we have about four billion things to talk about today, so we'll just actually launch right in. Straight up no kissing. But first, this is brought to you by So Rare Data. So rare data, Alex. I use it every day. It broke my heart this week when it was the thing that broke the news to me of Vinicius Jr.'s red card, but we'll get on to that in a bit. Um, I use it to build all my lineups. There's a wee break coming in lineup building for me. I don't really have a big summer gallery. Do you have a big summer gallery? I sold all of the summer cards except for like exoic players. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the three months off or two months off. Like it is a yeah. bit of a time when you're taking it this seriously and like content as well. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I found in the last couple of weeks, because I'm traveling a lot, as you've mentioned, it's like remembering to sit down and take my time when I'm not at home, not at the desktop. Sitting down with that lineup builder has been like a crutch for me this whole season because when you're trying to monitor all the lineups, who's doing what, team news, who's likely to play, who isn't, who's got a good fixture, who's in form, who's not, all this shit. I found it a real slog um, when I'm away. So I've had a couple of weeks where I've nearly missed lineups and I've been struggling to get them out. So I think I'm kind of due a wee few weeks of chilling out. I have a few Asian players that I'll probably throw in. I have a couple of Americans that I'll throw in. Hoping this week actually to win a couple of rewards that can help me in the summer. But um, I kind of went off topic. Ultimately, thanks to So Rare Data for making this podcast happen. Um, go and sign up using the link below or the code John Ellis. You can try their top tier for two weeks for free. And if you don't like it, you can either leave or you can just join their free tier. Right. The roadmap update, Alex. It is Tuesday. This is going out on third Friday. So there'll be a few days of this stream, but this is an initial reaction. What was your gut feeling or your over, like when you read this whole thing, at the end, did you feel happy? Did you feel sad? Did you feel indifferent? I felt happy. I think it's a overall good update. I think we've had uproar on a couple of updates and this seems to be a majority win by everyone, even on Discord, the reactions like, you know, see thumbs up or thumbs down, poo emojis, all the rest of it. A lot of thumbs up on this one. So yeah, winner. Let's go and see what the emoji count was. So we had 210 thumbs up, 36 hands in the air like you just don't care. 21 <laughs> Korean flags. Oh, we know why that's there. 15 Ukraine flags. Ukraine flags are still... I'm going to give it a wee Ukraine flag. Still still going. Three X's. And that was it. No thumbs down. Did they like... There'll be a couple of poos. There's always a couple of poos. But for the Kaylees. Oh, oh, poo. I can't see a poo. I can, I can see nine skulls. <laughs> the dead so yeah everyone's mm. loving this update which is a, a shock but a good shock you know yeah because every, when everything's negative good news gets perceived negative yeah in market, so yeah yeah so look let's start let's go from the top read through it we've got loads of things to talk about new regulatory frameworks in france oh exciting can't wait to talk about that cash wallet systems month-long competitions jersey drops golden cap 270 which looks fucking saucy um and more so a temporary change in france oh you know it's one of those where it's like can you even be this is wordy are we do, am i doing this i kind of need to do this does it help what is it you want me to give you a quick summary if you can summarize this quickly because this is like five fucking yeah. paragraphs if you can summarize it quick go for it 
Easy. Are you French? No. If, if no, don't care about it. It won't impact you. One in a thousand game weeks, maybe. You know, it's probably a bit less, but you won't care. If you are French, are you a low to no budget player? If you do care, then you can roll essentially a random team to have a very, very unlikely chance of winning rather than using your paid cards. It's clearly a regulatory kind of forced move. So I didn't want to do this, but this explains why we had the what made absolutely no sense academy introduced with all the different scarcities because they need a division where if you have different scarcities randomly selected you can play them together without impact in the main game it makes sense it's a pain but as a like a crypto guy being on the side of the regulator there is nothing more impactful there's nothing better and um, we're seeing in the us at the moment they are just cramping uh, clamping down on crypto so to be on the right side of it in your like national country I'm pro it, you know, regardless. Yeah, I think ultimately when you look at this, uh, and I've just kind of been reading there while you were chatting, and I did read it earlier, but again, it's kind of the bit I think in the in the announcement that most of us will skim over because it isn't all fun and mystery jerseys and gameplay, but ultimately it looks like they're, they're staying on side and they're playing the game with the local kind of regulators. They're keeping everybody sweet, and there's a new framework in the works. I think it's been agreed or promised by the government, which is great news for everyone involved in Web3, particularly if you're a French-based company, uh, and like doing something as innovative as so rare. So I think long-term, I think whatever they're doing here, is a it has to be done. I don't think there's much point in throwing toys out of the pram or getting too grumpy about it. And whenever you actually go and look at the numbers, in terms of whenever these free-to-play players can roll the dice and have a chance... It's an incredibly small chance, and I think all of us would agree, anyone with any sort of money in the platform, that that tiny, tiny, tiny chance that they have to give people in order to play the game and play ball is worth it. So, overall, for me, I'm kind of happy enough with the, that whole bit. Um, maybe some people disagree. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. If you do, chat to us. Maybe it won't be the last time we talk about it in the podcast, but we'll see how that one goes. I think they've also timed that sort of thing well. It's the end of the season in Europe. Yeah, even you know, act. Yeah, do you know? And I know there's a lot of Asian players and a lot of American players who, when I say Asian American players, I mean people natively from there. I mean people who play those divisions. Um, but still, um, a new cash wallet system. This is actually a very, very exciting part for me. So I'm going to actually just read this because it's not that long. We've they're literally alluding to this at the start. Loads of us have recently spotted a new pop-up window. They were testing as part of their project to launch a new payment system process, but they're excited to share some of their key progress over the last few weeks as they open a new and significant chapter for SoRare and their user experience. The new payment process will allow managers to deposit and withdraw from their SoRare wallets in dollars, euro, and GBP, pounds sterling. The new cash wallet system, previously referred to as a wait, fate wallet, not a wait wallet, a fate wallet, so this new cash wallet system will launch this summer. So it's coming this summer. Upon launch, it will support payments through credit cards. Wait for it. This is the bit that kind of got my balls tingling. Apple Pay and Google Pay. It will also support bank transfers for deposits and withdrawals. Before I even read the rest, this, I don't know why. It just feels real now. I feel like we've been talking about this for, I don't know, it might be a month, it might be three. I can't even remember. Time moves weird in this space. But it's happening this summer. Do you? I think this is the biggest thing to happen so rare since Gary V. <laughs> I really uh, do. I can't see I how it doesn't. Sorry. For me, for me, it's bigger than Gary V. Like, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, actually, do you know what? Fuck it, yeah. This would be the biggest thing that ever happened so rare. Yeah. If you're I've a limited a player, the liquidity you're about to see, in particular, and that'll trickle up. I said on my tweet today, it's the biggest thing since inception of so rare. Obviously, I haven't been around since inception, so a bit of a reach. But Gary Vee would have more of a price impact, but in terms of sustainability, in terms of getting new users, there's, there's nothing bigger. How many people have you signed up and it's like, oh, crypto can't be asked or scam or just like, oh, I'm keen. What do I have to do? Oh, can you follow this like five minute, how to make a MetaMask, connect it up? And then, yeah, it's tough. So I am so shocked that Apple have gone side, like Apple Pay, because they take like 30% of all transaction revenue or something wild like that. I, I know it's not, we're not selling in the game technically. So getting them on side. My only thing, I don't want to get carried away and then it not work seamlessly and it be clunky mm. or not work as as it reads. So if it works, the best thing that's happened to Sora. I also think we shouldn't get like Premier League fever in here where we all sit here and go like, the day the wallet launches, billions come into the platform and we're all rich. I think what it does is it enables... 50x easy i don't even know what the numbers are the percentages wise the percentage increase in the amount of people that will effectively onboard into paid users but it'll be a ridiculous like percentage increase the amount of people now who the crypto scares off they get involved thinking it's a fun wee fantasy game then they realize to get money in a wallet oh, piss off or they don't even sign up because of it this will absolutely change that game and the reason i say limited people should be so excited is because that's the first step and the amount of people that'll stick a tenner in and go and buy a card buy two cards, buy three cards, stick 50 quid in, buy five cards. It's just like the liquidity I think we'll see at that level of the market will be absolutely obscene. And that only trickles up, in my opinion. Now, it all depends on their marketing efforts pre-season, renewals of licenses and what happens. And I don't even know if there's many licenses that need renewed, to be honest. But you know what I mean? There's a lot of variables still at play, but I just think it's like absolutely ridiculous how big an impact that's going to have. It's similar in scope to their Ethereum scaling solution in 2021, which launched limited cards and removed much of the friction. Blah, blah, blah. Working hard, thrilled at the prospect. They'll share more details, including exact time and ahead of the launch this summer. So, again, it's not exactly new news, but it's like, it's making it very real, I think. Yeah, I think it's a good point to bring up. This isn't going to pump prices. I would say it have no impact on prices in the short term. So don't get you know carried away with that. Mm. Just opening the door for when the next marketing campaign yeah. goes successfully, which you know we expect, yeah, then it'll have a little impact or it'll have better impact than we'd have yeah. without. What what I see is them launching it right, and then on that day they'll ping out an email to the million people that have signed up to Sora in the past, being like, "Now supporting credit card or now supporting Apple Pay." Ba ba ba. That headline or the title of that email will be very important. <laughs> Um, I think I'll, I think there will be a small percentage of them, so there will be people who come and have a look for the first time. And I'm thinking, oh, I wanted to go up. They do cash now. Okay, let me have a look. But I think like it's not going to mean that. I don't even know what the prices are because I don't think in my head a messy limited goes from seventy five quid to two hundred quid to hundred quid to one hundred fifty quid. But I think what it does, I do think we'll see a lot more liquidity at the sub tenner cards. I do think we'll see it much more successful onboarding, and I think in the subsequent months coming into the new season, I, th I think it'll just be huge. It's hard to quantify. And again, I don't want Premier League fever again, where we all expect something overnight and it doesn't come and then everyone gets pissed off. But like, yeah, it's just going to be fucking huge. Will we move on from that? Yeah, I think enough said. Let's see what it's really like before speculating. Yeah. Month-long competitions. 
This summer they're going to launch the first ever month-long competition format for each card scarcity. In this new format, you'll accumulate points over multiple game weeks. The community will have to put on their best skirting hats to build championship teams. Note, managers will be able to submit different teams, not just for month-long competitions. The competition format has been one of our this competition format has been one of our most popular community requests. Can't wait to bring it to you. More to be shared soon. What are we saying? I love it. Like I think one game week isn't enough to determine if you're good or bad at the game mm-hmm. because of all the randomness, because of the DMPs. The longer you stretch that out, the better that is, and the more you can compete for bragging rights which i know sounds a bit pathetic but people absolutely love being good at things like especially me so to have like a a month-long competition it's just an an additional benefit in my eyes just look at the olympics lad there's someone who's trained their whole childhood and whole life to be able to pole vault you know i mean people like being good at things as alex says people like being good at weird shit (laughs) the pole vaulters have just turned off that's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you know being good at so rare over multiple weeks is akin to winning a gold medal at the pole vault you're good at weird shit people like bragging rights that's the only reason people do weird olympic sports diving yeah. you know what i mean do you yeah. know what here's one for you side story alex how do you feel about this i almost threw myself in the mud but two years ago it was a wee dinner party right and the, there was a girl there who was a dancer now she, she, I don't even know what type of dance she did, but and there's people listening who are going to absolutely despise me because even if you don't dance, I know this is predominantly males. They've probably got a kid who does. I feel the same about many things. You know what? I don't can't really get behind. Maybe I want you to come at me with play devil's advocate, even if you agree, and then tell me you agree or disagree. Sports that are like judged, and it's not like mathematical where it's like you win, you lose. It's like oh yeah, I think you did that better, therefore you get more points and win. And it's like opinion-based, so like judged sports. So ice skating, figure skating, um, fucking dancing, diving, um, even, do you know boxing, when it goes to a decision? When it goes to a decision and it's like the judges know, kind of pisses me off a bit. It's like no one won the scrap. I know that's controversial. You can piss off. Take a box out if you want, but I don't love it. Well, no, the thing about boxing is someone can be have their shit kicked in and you know that the other guys won the fight. But there are split decisions and people get pissed off. I'm going down a rabbit hole here. My point is, sports where it's not like shot put. He threw it further. You know, that, that you know that skiing one where they jump over the, they, they go in the miles. Eddie the Eagle, what did he do? You know, the big long jump thing with the skis. There's a distance. You know, you go down in a wee, um, what do you call it? What do you call the thing where they, they go down? Um, the bobsleigh. Yeah. Someone's fastest. I get what you're saying, right? You want like definitive results and definitive results define who's the best, who's the worst. Football, you get definitive results, but they're still not definitive. You still argue about, you know, VAR and no, oh, that wasn't a goal. You know, red cards. So you, you have bad days in throwing, right? Where you should have thrown better than you should. But you didn't though. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I completely agree. I get the point, right? You're not... A, you can bribe the judges, there's corruption, especially like <laughs> previously in other... For me, it's more this, Alex. Me and you go like this, right? And someone thinks I dance better and someone thinks you dance better. Now, I know that's shitting on people at the highest level because one of us actually did dance better according to certain frameworks and way we executed moves and flair and this and that. I just think it's a bit bollocksy, to be honest with you. Do you know what? I think I'm trying to rope other things into it. Maybe I just don't like dance. 
Yeah, my my counter was going to be boxing, and then you wrote that in. I was just like, okay, well, <laughs> what, are you just going to make them fight forever until <laughs> someone dies. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think it should be. I also don't think they should wear gloves. <laughs> anyway, that that I don't know. That that's a that's maybe a conversation for another day. So month long competitions. Um, do you know what I love about this? And I wonder, is it like a little trial in the summer to suss it out? But I think that's too late to be trialing something like this. I think, particularly with the Premier League, there is humongous opportunity for a much longer format game next season. Like, so rare when you're watching your players is way more engaging than FPL. There's 48 or something or 42, whatever it is, data points as opposed to like goals, assists, bonus points, clean sheets appearance points red cards yellow cards i mean there are a few bits there but i mean ultimately i think we've always said it anything your player does on the pitch is probably going to impact a scoring so rare on fpl if kieran trippier isn't in the other person's half i don't give a shit personally um so it's a more engaging matrix in my opinion the prizes are way better you why have you got to be smart you're, you're being so kind. Let's just cut it short and say FPL is actually shit. Like, okay, it was, yeah, that's it. Okay, it was, I was playing the game a bit more than you. I've played it religiously like, you know, five years ago, four years ago. Don't get me wrong. But what what we have now, the ability to do much more complex, better things and actually own your cards and stuff. Like, obviously, that's just so rare. Great. Mm. But we beat them in every aspect except for what I would <laughs> We call. beat them in every aspect. I love that. We do, except for what I would call... Um, bragging rights or competing on the same terms. Like me and you, no one knows who's better at so rare. You say it's you, I say it's me. FBL, all right, what's your rank? There you go. Yeah, you compete done. On the same. That's the one thing we're missing. And people will be like, oh, well, you know, so rare will never get the people in the office talking about it. You don't need the people in the office talking about it. And, and, and I still think it can, just FYI. But people in the office playing FBL, there'll be two guys that take it so seriously and just compete against each other and the other guys give up after a month because they really don't care. They just want it to be involved. So, yeah, I, I would, I would have so much better competition playing with my virtual friends around the world on so rare than I ever could playing FPL against people I work with or people I know that are my mates. A hundred percent. So, oh, sorry, I thought you were done. I am done. Sorry. So, I think the thing with so rare is versus FPL, I suppose, and I think I do think it can be both. I don't think it has to be, or I think it could be and, but. I think so rare for me is a better score in Matrix, and they definitely have better prizes. I think FPL next season need to come out hot with big prizes. I think they really do. Um, but the one thing that I think FPL... FPL does a couple of things really well and does a couple of things really shit. The problem with FPL is everyone who's actually engaged is the same team for 90% of the season because they all follow the same content creators who all come up with the same opinions, more or less. And... Even from a content creation standpoint, because I did it in the FPL space for a bit, it's one of those that you're almost afraid to be different. Because if you're different and it goes wrong, everyone just says, "What the fuck were you even doing? Picking a stupid yan?" You know, yeah. er, Luke Shaw was the the meta pick this week. Everyone picked. You know, it's like it's this really toxic place in that front where everyone kind of has to conform. Um, and then if you pick a differential and it goes right, you you almost seem to have got lucky because you went against the grain. It's just this weird place, and everyone has the same teams. If so rare gets has that longer form game mode and gets more engaging and there's more and more people playing the free-to-play modes what's to stop everyone making the same moves in the common like i don't know the the free premier league draft every week you know everyone starts with similar teams and everyone makes the same moves the same weeks 
the same times and all of a sudden we've multiple 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 i don't know I people think, just copying each other every week i think it's just more complex because of the scoring matrix like even as long as i've played so rare it's like over now I, I still find myself learning whereas like fpl you know what to do in three months like are they good mm-hmm. scorers are they good assisters and then it's more like their price but as soon as you played for long enough you know like that's good value that's bad value whereas you know because of the you can change your team every week and things like that I, I i just think it's more complex to be honest like i do want to give you know fpl their props there's there is good good elements to it that's why so many people play it but they're not on the same page like like anyone that would have a fair unbiased view and say right which one do you want to play the only downside stopping the migration um which i can think of right off my head would be the the friday cutoff like friday 3 p.m and stuff and it's like or the midweeks as well things like that so yeah something that might be a difference in the so rare game in terms of like i'm trying to think how do you counter the whole template team that happens in fpl in a longer term game of so rare maybe the fact that the, the cost like the credits it costs to buy players will fluctuate so wildly based off like a 100 score and a guy who's only played two of the last 15 because he's just back or whatever he shoots 100 all of a sudden he goes from costing 42 to costing 63 or whatever maybe there'll be more volatile price changes in fpl it takes time so even if someone doesn't make the transfer one week they can make it the next week captaincy is a big variable over in fpl it's less of a variable and so rare because instead of getting like a 2x bonus you're getting like a 0.5 bonus or yeah. point or 50% bonus you know it's maybe there will always be more variation in so rare they also give you more transfers each week they give you two moves a week whereas in fpl they give you one i know i'm just trying to wonder like what are the problems with fpl everyone hates and how can so rare not fall into that with a longer form game i want to take a, a kind of toxic toxic approach here and just say we're not trying to be fpl maybe we're trying to take some of their players but we're on like completely different trajectories like this is like almost like pro gaming you know and you know, i know you spoke about that before it's almost like pro gaming or like professional poker it's like a, a mixture between them where it's like entertainment at the very highest end of mm um you know like financially but you can also play on very small budgets as well and now you can even play on a free-to-play budget but yeah i think we're probably speaking a bit too much fpl when <laughs> there's a yeah I've, that's me that's on me i went off on one because i just saw the month-long competitions and that made me think of longer term competition which is when you get right into the wheelhouse of fpl you know um ultimately i'm very happy they're doing these we'll see how it works out and see how they go next season because i just think to close it off massive opportunity next season big market and push not necessarily fpl but better but better prizes more engaging they've a load of the fpl content creators on side now making content for them i really do think next season they could bring a lot of people in and if they have a fit system yeah everyone at the start of fpl season is ready to throw 20 quid at a mini league why wouldn't they throw a tenner into so rare and get going i think it's worth saying sorry quickly just finish off on to give fpl some props i was harsh on them you're not going to no, lose. No, no backtracking, lad. No backtracking. You're not going to lose a lot of money. You know, there is a potential that on Surrey, you lose absolutely everything you've got. My gallery is worth like £8,000 at the minute. I can't lose any. I can lose 20 quid on FBL. So, yeah. different. like I said, different projects. The next thing is the jerseys in the club shop. So, basically, tomorrow, isn't it? 24th, yep. Tomorrow, they're going to drop 100 mystery jerseys in the club shop. Jerseys will be available at the early bird price of 10,000 coins. Note, managers will only be able to redeem one mystery jersey every 30 days to make it as equitable as possible. We're starting small, so expect more jersey drops across the summer. 100 mystery jerseys tomorrow. 
Right, first things first. I'm not going to say is it enough. It's enough to get started, right? It's something to get started. I think they're going to sell out in seconds. But it's all about just when they go. When do they drop? That'll be the game tomorrow, right? 10,000 coins for a jersey. We're starting to assign almost currency here. At the size of gallery I have, it takes me two weekends to earn 10,000 coins, give or take. So I could get a jersey, a mystery jersey, every two weekends. That's if I could buy them every month, if I could buy them every week, blah, 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 blah. That's like saying, for the size of my gallery, I could get like 25 jerseys a year. Seems fair. What's your gallery valuation at the minute-ish? I think, oh like 80k or something i don't i don't know i don't really look at it but i think i glanced at yesterday that makes sense eighty thousand dollars apparently about 50th so i mean jerseys are expensive these days depending on the quality of these jerseys you know some jerseys are 150 quid like um, us you know like us ones and stuff or uh really i went to barcelona recently and the ones in the club shop were over 100 quid yeah now these it depends what these jerseys are they give out but I, I don't know. It's just like... Are you taking from this the just jerseys? Because I wanted to know if any of these will be signed. You would assume I, not. I think they would say signed jerseys then. Mystery signed yeah. jerseys. What would be fun is if they said a few will be signed. Five that's lucky, that's... five of five of the lucky 100 will be signed. Or something. Yeah. I, I, I think that's fun. a Because they haven't ruled out. If I wasn't putting signed jerseys there, I'd say no signed jerseys there coming later. But Yeah. But part of me wonders this, Alex, right? How do you do this the best you can possibly do it, right? So they've 100. Let's just call it 100. Obviously, we'd love if they had an unlimited amount or a 1,000 or whatever it is, but that's not really feasible. Maybe it is, to be fair, if they're just jerseys and they aren't signed. Because realistically, people could all go and claim a mystery jersey and then you mm. just go and send out a bunch. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing stopping them taking your 10,000 coins, buying a Barcelona jersey and pinging it out or whatever so there's no reason in my opinion other than distribution why that's not necessarily scalable but anyway is first come first serve the best way this can be done for regular jerseys yes for signed jerseys no signed jerseys are more um prestigious they need to have an auction in my opinion or be able to win them but that's kind of a separate separate topic Mm. yeah uh important if i randomly get you know argentina's signed world cup jersey for 10,000, that is a huge waste of, you know, coin draining. So I, I like it with the jerseys, depending how quickly they sell and, you know, the issues you see. If you've ever tried to buy like expensive football cards um, as soon as they're released, like a box so you can open them, it, it, it's just chaos. Like sites yeah, drop things out. Will you, crash, don't you, yeah. you don't know if you've got them. You don't know if you've not got them. You paid twice. Any of that happening, we need even more jerseys or, um, you know, some form of uh, faster to sign up. I, I, I don't know, you know, because I found a, a good way to do it previously for like not so related stuff is like the quicker you sign up, the quicker we give you the link in two weeks time. Then we can evaluate everyone and say, okay, you're 50 first. It was top 50 that get it. But if one of these guys don't want one, in you come, mate. Mm. So. I, I actually, I, I get what you're saying. And I kind of agree with you. When it's just regular jerseys, I think first come first served's okay. I do think a way to pledge your ten thousand coins down, and then they auto raffle everyone who wanted them. So like let's say two thousand two hundred people put the ten thousand coins in, which I don't know that's probably way too high, but whatever. Two thousand people put it in. I you can't tell me 
it's not the most incredibly easy thing development wise to be able to take ten thousand coins off two thousand people randomly pick a hundred dish back out 10k to 1900 people and then you've got your hundred why why can't they just do that you know what you're missing it's gambling isn't it oh i put ten thousand in i didn't win anything but it's free currency there's no gamble you don't lose anything you either buy it or you get it back there's no loss okay well can i bet you ten thousand coins that my Surrey team beats yours this week virtual currency right but there's no gamble because you're either you're either buying or you're not when they can be exchanged for a reward i would argue it's it's far too close to the win to be what's okay what's the difference then in in your logic of me spending ten thousand coins on a jersey or me spending ten thousand coins on the chance to win a jersey, and if I don't win it, I take the, I get the ten thousand coins back. I'm so not saying you, I'm not saying it's a raffle in the okay. sense that you. I'm saying it's almost like we all say we'll buy them. They take all the coins to make sure we have the coins. Okay, they okay. pick the winners. The winners get them, and the losers get their money back, get their their virtual coins back. That's where the misunderstanding came. Yeah, sorry about that. It can't uh, be that cumbersome from a development standpoint. If you talk about that in like real life, like an actual merchant collecting the money from everyone and having to send it all back out, there surely is just like an easy way. I'm no tech guy, but surely to God you can collect all the coins and then pick the winners and then give the coins back. Or, do you know? I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm I just, deep in it. I, yeah, I don't really think you're solving the problem there because you still get people pissed off that you didn't get it. But at least they had a fair chance. What if I'm at work whenever it drops? What if my kid's having a tantrum when it drops? What if I break my leg tomorrow? It's like, what if, what if, what if? I really want the mystery jersey. But is it just the guy who's the nerd who sat and refreshed all day who gets it? I mean, yeah, okay, you could argue you wanted it more then or had more time. But I don't know. I don't think it's the end of the world. I just think longer term, if you want the most fun and engaging platform, it would be nice for everyone to have a 24-hour window, a 12-hour window to register, twenty probably 24, the fact that it's global, to register your interest and in three days, the winners will be drawn. Everyone else will get their coins back or whatever. Maybe people think I'm just overthinking. I love, it, your, but... love your idea of a tweak. If you could have like um, double my chances of, oh, double my chance of winning. If you could win the ability to get a bigger percentage chance of winning a jersey. Do you know what I mean? So it's like mm. 10,000 pounds to enter. I finished top 100 this week. Therefore, I get a slightly bigger chance than the guy that didn't. Something like that. We're just complicating it for the sake of it. I mean, it's very. I think you're complicated. I think mine's very I... simple. <laughs> but no, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. No, but I think, like, whatever. I just think we'll see tomorrow. We will see people going, like, sold out in two minutes. Really wanted my jersey. Didn't get my jersey. I'm upset. Anyway, but I do agree that with signed memorabilia, I almost think it should be like an auction. Because. Even yeah. like a mystery signed shirts, right? I could go and get one and I get a PSV signed shirt and I go, oh, cool, I have a nice wee PSV signed shirt from a wall. But there'll be bloody Nick PSV or someone who would kill for that shirt, yeah. who would have paid more coins, who would have drained more coins out of the, like, the game, who would have loved it, who had the chance to get it. So I, I don't know, maybe like an auction thing would be good for those. Yeah, high-end auctions the only way it works. What complaints you're going to get? Wales win more. We've said it lots of times. It's hard to not let Wales win more, really. Yeah, the the wheels, all the big guys will be getting their signed Argentina jerseys from the World Cup. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you can also do, like, you could do a few that are mystery or sprinkle a few, and I don't know. But I just think, like, if a, 
if I was a United fan and a United signed jersey club, I'd want the opportunity to go bid on that. The big clubs and all are always going to be very competitive, but imagine you're a Groningen fan. Like, oh my god, that's my team. I can actually get this. No one wants it. I'm going to get this for 16,000 coins. Amazing. Yeah, and you get you get like J.R. Duke coming in like oh, I've got so many coins I'll, I'll take that one yeah, too yeah 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 just just yeah I'll take it as well why not <laughs> and then I'll sell it to you for <laughs> for real money yeah. Um, yeah. so the K-League special weekly rewards they're frustrated and they're basically showing that league some much needed love launching their first ever K-League special on June the 1st the rewards for this special event include higher level scarcity cards and K-League jerseys probably going to look at that come on in game week three seven seven. Is it in the mix? Oh no, we with their what what weekends this weekend? Oh yeah, it's the next weekend. We can't look at that. Um be interesting to see higher level scarcity cards and K League jerseys. What do you think about this? Um give me two seconds. I think they're just trying to make things keep, a little bit better. They're trying to keep people sweet. If you were a K League lover would you be kept sweet or would you still be very grumpy i would definitely still be very grumpy at the situation that's gone yeah. on but um you can't be grumpy it's so rare i think that's the problem here it's like they are more i think you said this last week on your pod like so rare will be more angry than the so rare users that are k-league fans yeah like, yeah I, I don't know a lot i feel sorry for the k-league guys but at the same point it's like They've probably done everything they can. So. What you're gonna do, huh? That there's my little like, my yeah. dad always does that. You know, ever like it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, what the fuck are you gonna do? I, I mean, I know there's someone screaming at the thing, going, "You're gonna get the bloody K League, and you're gonna do that." I get it, but it's like, I think this is a nice wee sweetener. We've done all the bitching and ranting. We know all the issues with the K League, but this they have to give them this as a win. It's nice that they are giving it so much needed love. Everyone's frustrated, but at least this is a little step, and hopefully there's a few more over the summer. Um, and hopefully there's nice signed jerseys hopefully there's nice higher level scarcity cards and you can win some belters um so yeah hopefully those k-league cards go and win people some some big rewards golden cap 270 so to mark the end of the busy european football season they're increasing the rewards at the top end of the leaderboard prize pools will be revealed and they have been revealed so if you were to go and enter limited cap 270 so this is limited golden cap 270 and you win, you will get a rare and a limited star. There are three rare stars on the podium. There are rare tier 1s down to 12th, rare tier 2s to 15th, rare tier 3s to 20th. Basically rare cards all the way down to 45th. If we have a look at the rare capped 270 division, there are super rare, a tier 1 super rare for 1st place. And super rares won all the way down to 8th place. And if you go to cap 270 super rare, just to kind of round this off. There's a unique tier two up for grabs and five uniques in total. I feel like I need to do unique now, just out of interest. I'm kind of here now. Do they even have one? Or can I not see it? Is there a Cap 270 unique division? You're asking the wrong guy, mate. <laughs> I can't see it. Maybe I'm not. A, I don't have enough uniques to enter, so I can't see it or something. Makes sense. Or maybe it doesn't uh, exist. Anyway, what do you think about that? That's the first time I've actually heard the rewards. I read the, it's going to be better, right? But that is crazy i'm so looking forward to it i love this idea of just boosting a division or i don't know what you'd call them now competition um in terms of which one they boost i think 270 is a great start it's like the top end but you're not just buying the whale you're not just buying the you, know, you can't just put whale teams out you have to actually think about it 
And I've got to say, no better time than Vinicius Jr. to drop a 20. Oh, he's going to be suspended. That's just not true. <laughs> you have a Vinny, don't you? You have a limited. Yeah, because yeah. my when you said that, I was like, oh, I picked the perfect weekend to have a shocker on like Vinny. Um, Donnarumma gave away a goal. Um, who else? Kunde gave away a goal. All of my players have been underperforming. And I'm like... This is perfect. Unai Simon's rocking like a 34 average. Just drop him in a team. So, hmm. yeah. I might be doing all right here, but likely they'll just do awful again and win nothing. So, you're right. I think the beauty of this Cap 270, as I look at it, right? It really isn't. There, there will always have to be one player or two that aren't amazing, or you'll have to compromise somewhere. If I was to go and try and put in like my Champ Europe lineup, right? If I was to pick it, I would have like Allison and Trent against Southampton. Um, we've got. Lionel Messi there, Mbappe, and if I throw in like uh let me see, it won't even let me put him in, will it? Wait, let me put in Mbappe. If I put in um why is this back in the maggot? Parejo as well. So <clears throat> Alison Trent, Parejo, Mbappe, Messi. Now I know that's kinda like cream of the crop. <clears throat> that's sixty one points over, which is like a full player. So there will have to be a few wee like fifty averagey guys, or you'll need to get a goalkeeper who's like at a zero but might play this week you'll have to game a bit so yeah. i think it's nice i need a cough so you can say something yeah i love the strategy of um so in the you know do you follow the crowd or do you, do you, do you divert from the crowd because all of the all-stars mm. separated into 270 this week so your big brain play could actually be to put the best team you can in all-star so like i love things like this because it's 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 not something we've seen before so you can't yeah. just copy what you did last time um, that team you just said. How would you bring Mbappe into it? Or you know, you know, Trent's got a fantastic picture. How are you going to work Trent in? Or do you just play? You know, I don't know what the average is. Fifty something, maybe a bit less. But do you just average all your best players on that average? If that makes sense, or Ooh. big, small? Yeah, I might have a fun with Jan de Boer. Jan de Boer was a an under twenty three goalkeeper I picked up a couple of earlier in the season, and he just played last week forty five minutes as a sub. For Gronigan, right? Scored 22. So his L15 is now 22. I want to see if he's likely to play against Sparta Rotterdam. Because if he is, I would have the likes of him for just 22 points. But will I tell you something, actually? I don't even need to look at this. Do you want to know something really interesting happened on my gallery this weekend? So earlier in the year, remember last year I did the memberships on the YouTube channel, which initially I mispriced but then got it right and lots of people were very happy and did it for a while and then kind of decided no so I have a few things still to do I've got Karam who's going to be brought to a game it's going to end up being next season I'd say but one of the prizes one of the things people could do if they joined was enter the FPL league and Aspel has won it he beat me I came second well at the minute I might end up third by the end of the game but at the minute as it stands he's going to win it so he gets to set all my lineups for the final game week this season and keep all the rewards Oh, that so, is a mega prize to win. Uh, so and- he's going to be setting them. So I'd be interested to see, will he go cap 270? Will he go all-star? I know he's a guy who loves his data, loves digging. Like he switched yep. on. That's how he's won the FPL thing. So he'll be doing, probably be the best lineups I've ever bloody set. <laughs> yeah, you're awful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've won. I've done well the last couple of weeks. You motherfuckers. But have I've you lo- won? Because it's won. been like two years since you won, I swear. I won an underdog super rare once. I've won a few podiums. But, like, I should have had two wins last week. I shot 460 points last week. 460 points this week with Vinny. I thought I had my win. I, I honestly got on that plane thinking, I've got my dub. 
it's so funny it's heartbreaking shit like it's absolutely mad right this roadmap what else cap 270 wonderful oh this is actually a fun part of it um celebrating og common card collectors for those of you don't know what og they've clarified it it's shorthand for someone or something that is an original or an originator i know why they had to do it but still um so if you let me see this is basically for everyone who had old common cards i have no idea how many i had can i check did i hide them from my gallery are they still there if i went and looked do it on so rare data and you can just click players and then common okay so uh, so rare data i done it just before getting on and i had 196 which is hugely like wild but it's because all of the uh um, oh, commons count so there's so many maybe um, i have 162 well, maybe I do just have loads of comments. Yeah, I did play it quite religiously, the amateur league yeah, and stuff. I didn't really. 162, though. So, what's happening here? 10 coins for every one that you have that gets removed. A level up boost for each scarcity in which an impactor, impacted manager owned at least one card. So, I'll get a level up boost for limited, rare, super rare, and unique. Because you own level money. up boost. Yeah. You'll get them for what have you got? Limiteds and rares, super rares. It's quite confusing. Yeah, I've I've joined super rares now. I might move that down, but yeah, um, I get up super rare. We level up boost. I mean, that's that's a nice wee sweetener. I mean, that that honestly will help me get my Trent. That's at like level nineteen to level twenty, which would otherwise take months, particularly over the summer when he's not playing. A couple of wee super rares that are up around that kind of mark. I think Max Kakare is not far off. Probably level nineteen. Probably you know, there's there's a it's just a nice wee sweetener. And the OG badge and banner for managers who lost one hundred common cards or who owned a common card from twenty nineteen. So we're gonna be OG badge. I kinda like that. It's a nice touch. It's like it means nothing, but it means it, everything. Yeah, we're one of those, you know. The it's OG. like the burger crew, those motherfuckers. And we burger crew. I wasn't given the memo, maybe I was, but I never <laughs> bought a burger. I wasn't given the memo, but we could be given a burger, I think. They didn't say what it was. Imagine how embarrassing that would be for, like, Laird and Co. if we all got the burgers. <laughs> oh, God, I might, yeah. They should give everyone who's the OG a burger. Or you know what they should do? We should just, like, this is the new burger. The burger's nothing. The burger's just a shitty little group. You know what True. I mean? If you don't have OG, you don't count. Um, I have a friend, right? That's cool. Well done, <laughs> <laughs> is this related or not i was in kind of one of those moods you know like should i bother so basically there's like six of the lads well there's six of us who got it when we were away in thailand when we were like 18 19 we got this tattoo now i'm going to reveal this for the first ever time and i'm going to let people speculate about what it stands for but there's six lads who got this can you see that oh you're, BB? Kind of, yeah. you, you're kind of in the yeah you're, the, the, the viewers can just about see it you're on a different camera so but one of the lads wasn't on that holiday and didn't get it. So now it's always this kind of banter about, like, he really is one of the lads, but it's like, go and get the tattoo or fuck off, lad. You know what I mean? It's like, get the tattoo or fuck off. Like, what are you even doing here? You know, like, you're not one of the guys kind of thing. Yeah. This is what the OG thing is going to be like. Oh, my God, I got a cramp. Um, This is chaos at the minute. Showing tattoos, getting cramps, talking shit. But one of the, yeah, the OG tattoo in the burgers is that type of vibe, isn't it? It's an OG stamp, you know? And it means everything, even though it means nothing. But what does it mean? Can I guess? Is it... B guesses in the show notes. Guesses in the comments, please. Is it BB? Just to confirm. I BB. Bad boys. If it is that, it is the cringiest thing I've ever heard from you. But... Well, let the guesses keep coming. Bad boys is a fun one, though. 
I will reveal all at some stage when there's enough uproar. Let's start this. What does John Nellis' tattoo stand for? Um, so BB, you've guessed that. Do you know what I thought would have been a nice story? Now, this isn't what happened, but this would have been a really fun story. Can you imagine one of the lads had like an X's initials? So as a really tight-knit friend group, because we're all such good friends, we helped him cover his tracks when he broke up with her and all got it so that we could pretend it was something else to his future girlfriends. Would not be like a a real cool thing to do as friends. No, because your next girlfriend would just think you've got a different no, girlfriend. No, but then you say, no, me and the lads all got this tattoo in Thailand and, you know, it means you come up with whatever you want. You cover the tracks for your name. That sounds good in your head and it's just the worst idea ever, I'm pretty sure. But Moving I'll on. The, audience <laughs> the collection games coming in. Are you collecting? Um, You're talking about the XP bonus. Yeah. I don't call it collecting. <laughs> uh, am I stacking? Uh, someone someone asked how I'm going to like try to optimize it, essentially. It's really hard to get up to high XP if you're trying to make your current gallery fit to the requirements. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you discussed on our show, you you collect a lot, but you still haven't got a lot of XP. There's like only YNWA, like Quinny, a couple of people that really benefit from it. Yeah. But at the start of next season, if you're completely liquid, I think it will actually be quite easy. Or, you know, obviously it'll be easy, but you have to pay a premium. So my strategy is, if possible, go for one of the mega teams, get the most XP at the very start so I can get 5% plus the 5% new card bonus, run that for the rest of time. When it hits, you know, when it hits 90 days, I'll get the full 5%. Um, you would just have a full stack or two of the most overpowered cards you can get. The mm -hmm. more dominant the team is, like a like PSG, right? They've just got talent. Like if you can do it for PSG, you are just gonna absolutely wipe the floor with people mm. all year. Um, in my opinion, that's that's how I'm gonna play it. So okay, I don't call it collecting. If I was gonna collect, I'd, I'd collect Celtic cards as I have before. Um, so yeah, I am collecting by the definition of it. You know what pisses me off about it the most? And the it's not, it's, it's not even its fault. It's kind of like, it's not even my fault. It's no one's fault. It's just, you know what I mean? It's it's no one's fault, but I just, it pisses me off. Is the fact that I do have like five current Chelsea players or something. I don't even know what it is. I have a full limited Liverpool stack. Let me see, actually, how's that Liverpool? If I go and filter this by scarcity. So this is in the collections tab on Surrey Data. So I have eight cards on Liverpool from Liverpool FC. I've only got a hundred points of a score. How's that managed? Anyway, maybe it wasn't first owner of them all or something. Maybe I need to buy more. My point is this: I have a load of Chelsea guys, but I got the Enzo four collectability, but it's his River Plate card, which I don't need unless I go and get Julian Alvarez. But then what do you need? And then I've got Reese James's new card, but I've got Koulibaly's Napoli card, but I've got Barrio Chile's super rare, which doesn't matter to the rares, and it's just this like. I've got five or six, Felix's Atletico Madrid card. So I've got these guys all from the same team, but ultimately, collectively, they mean nothing. And I get maybe that's just the very essence of it. But equally, it's like, am I really going to go and trade all these for the current Chelsea ones? Give up the 10% Koulibaly, the fucking 9% Felix, the OG status of the collectability of those rookie cards or like first editions. I'm never going to do that. But it gives everyone else who goes and buys the new shiny thing. Or maybe that's just, I, I think I am just being better, to be honest with you. But I don't. I think the more I think about this update, I actually think it's a, a big fumble because the opportunity of collecting and sustainability is so rare and, you know, supporting the club you love and stuff. 
it's such a big opportunity and it, it's close but not 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 there you know what i mean like Cherky's 2015 when he, oh, he's 15 years old you know that card that's yeah. one of the most powerful cards on the platform like i think you have a couple of the other like og guys have the doku pointless to have right yeah. i've got camavinga's ren card pointless to have um unless you're collecting ren cards which don't make sense you like it, it doesn't make sense for that respect doesn't make sense to have a multiple card mm. same players like you mentioned before but like the bigger issue for me is that it all links to so5 so if so5 goes down the whole platform goes down whereas in my head beforehand that collectability side of it doesn't matter what happens if you know Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! or football cards go out of business. doesn't matter because they're still collectible. If Sora go out of business, these cards mean absolutely, genuinely, absolutely nothing. So that's the side I really hate, to be honest. Now, it's only the more I think about it, the more it comes to me. But it's it's not, like I said, it's not collecting. It's a SO5 dynamic where you can either try to boost your cards or don't. It's a bit yeah i feel sorry for the guys because it, it like the no the way their numbers add up like 100 points for this 30 points for this that is perfect mm. but it, it just missed the mark slightly and it, it's i think the repercussions can be large long term and people see, won't agree yeah you see i look at it right and i actually do like it as a mechanic i just wonder and i, I don't have the solution so i'm probably just bitching with no solution but I do wish there was a way, and maybe it's just flawed. I, should... what am I trying to say here? Like, You've got to be careful because people love it. Like they really. No, but I, it. but I do like it. I do like it. But I just think it could be better. I had to disagree. Someone disagreed with me this week when I said that I feel like player collection should get rewarded or whatever. You know, in real life, and they try to compare it to real life collecting. Like I do think that in real life, people collect rainbows of cards. People collect every edition of Ronaldo. People collect every edition of a rookie they like. The thing about it for me is, I wonder could they have made the collection more. This is where people will say "fuck off," John, but it's it's not necessarily player specific, but it's where like where the player is. If you have the first edition Doku, your Doku should get a bonus. Ah, fine, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm gonna stop here. I just think there's something about it. It pisses me off because when you have a long established gallery and you've collected for so long and you've done the whole long term thing for so long, I'm in a position now where it makes zero sense for me to pivot out of guys to play with this mechanic. So I have to kind of stick to my guns where I am. Yet people who haven't held a card and collected a card for two years can collect that bonus almost instantaneously by getting less collectible cards. I don't know. Let's move on because I can't even like put a coherent sentence together and I'm rambling around. I met Danny Parejo. I mean, I knew, but it's just wild. the fact. Isn't it mad? Isn't yeah. it mad? I kind of feel oh. like I've peaked now and I need to just stop. So I might end the podcast this week or something because like, what else am I meant to strive for? Last guest, I like that. It would work, <laughs> wouldn't it? I was that bad, he just ended it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I met him, really see. I'll show you something I got. Parejo shirt, got it signed. So is this different? Because I know you got one before from a like a viewer that knew Parejo. Yeah, Did so I'll tell that? you the story in a second. But this says, with much love for my friend and number one fan. I oh. didn't even tell him to write that. He wrote it off the bap. That's a true fan. He probably watches your content. He followed me on Instagram. <laughs> so I'll tell you what happened. A guy, Kike, shout out Kike Yorado. 
he knows Danny. He's his neighbor and plays paddle with him, which is like paddle tennis, tennis squash. Oh, it's so good. If you haven't played, I'm sorry for the end. It is so addictive, so fun. Go play. Okay, I need to do that, right? So he he's a mate with him. So I went for dinner with Kike the night before. I knew I was meeting Danny, right? But it was really good because the player access, you know, players like Danny Pareo, he's 34, man. You know, he's been around a while. He's done this. He's done the media. He's sick of dickheads. He'd come in. He'd tick the box. He'd do it. But in reality, Kike messaged him when we were at dinner and was like, you're meeting this guy tomorrow. Be nice. Like, So Danny came <laughs> in. He was like, oh, you're Kike's friend, you know. And he was much more like amicable about it all and friendly. He didn't speak English, so we had to translate most of it. But we played a few games, did a few things, got a few videos done. But he was just really friendly and really nice. And he was all about it. He was all about it. And he messaged, this is the peak. This is where my life peaked. He mes- messaged Kike afterwards. Here, I'm out in private DMs now. He messaged Kike and he said, wait for it. I'm on 3G right now, so this is taking a while. Let me switch to Wi-Fi. He said something nice. He said something like, I had fun. Or like he was a nice guy. Yeah, it was like, he said, he says that he laughed a lot, that it was very funny, and that you're a great person. Danny Perry, who (laughs) said that about me? I think if Henrik Larsson said that about me, I would just... Made him welling up. I could just be like happy. If you're you know, Spanish, happy. yeah. Because he never higher than that, you know? Mejirido mucho, muy buena persona, tío. So it came in Spanish and you had to see translation and then you're Well, like, no, he translated it for me to that. Ah, so anyway. But yeah, so we're making dreams come true. So some videos coming. Um, and the beauty of this is that it's like <clears throat> they have the ability to make that sort of stuff happen. And once they have the distributions in place, and once they have the proper systems there, there's no reason why anyone who plays so rare can't meet their favorite players. There's no reason. Like it's just a logistics people, issue. People played football with the Zidane. Like that is how big this could go. Exactly. People played football with Zidane. Messi and Mbappe are ambassadors. Someone's gonna meet one of them at some stage. Please be me. Please be me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I met Parejo. Huge highlight over the moon. Big big thanks to so rare. It was some trip. Um, right, next up, what have we got? Jesus, we're getting late in the day here, Alex. We've been chatting a lot. Right, quick one, story of the week. I'll give you a very quick version, I think. So, I'm going to take off my top for this. It's time for nipple roulette, like every week. Sorry if you're listening on podcast, you won't get to play this game. You might see my nipple. Oh, yeah, there you go. You got it again. Every fucking week, man. This hoodie just sticks to it, you know? Right, so, this week, I had a heart attack. I thought I was being burgled. I didn't actually have a heart attack. I thought someone had broke into my house, and I'll show you what it was all because of. Let me tell you the story. It was all because of... It's coming. A phantom penis, basically. Here it is. So I use this little notepad beside me whenever I'm making content or doing whatever, and I write things. So I had to book a couple of things, and I'd written on this page... Book Naples, return, and book Valencia, Tuesday return. This was the other day. And I had set this notepad on my keyboard in the middle of my PC so that when I next sat down, those are the things I would do and I wouldn't forget. So I like basically wrote this and like set it on the top of the keyboard. Like, you will not miss this over the space bar, right? Came in, set the, set the notepad to the side, went about my business, got a couple of things done, went for a shower. I came back in, right? And sat beside my keyboard was like this. It was flopped over, 
like as if it had been opened, and this little dick drawn, right? No one was in the house. My dog was in the living room. He's a guard doggy type vibe, would have heard anything. Didn't react. I'd been in the shower. And I'm sitting there, and I just look at it, and it sat beside me, this dick drawing. And I didn't draw the dick. And I didn't open the page. So I have no idea how this dick got there beside my keyboard while I was in the shower. And you know when you come out of the shower, you're quite vulnerable, you know? You're there, you're a little bit wet. You've got a wee nothing on you but a tile. Dog hazard. I was sitting in this room and I was like, because I, I this is over there is all my clothes and shit. That's why I had the Valencia, or the Danny Prejo jersey. And I was like, is someone in this house fucking with me? And like, I wasn't thinking I was going to get murdered, but I was thinking like, some, you know, someone's here, but it's silence. Yeah. Is my sister fucking me? What's going on? So I had to do like a proper, you know, like the, the wee, like you freeze for a second. And then I had to go and sweep the house and I had like a boot in my hand just in case there was someone sweeping yeah. all the rooms. And then I text my sister and it turns out she drew the dick the day before. And when I set the notepad beside the keyboard, it obviously like, you know, like flopped open and yeah. I didn't realize. So a phantom dick, honestly, like sent my heart rate to probably like 120. I was like, this is like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine scene and I'm about to get murdered. So that's the story of the week. That's what happened. Can I say, I love the stories of the week, but it's clearly the best part of the show, like finding out about your life. I really think you need to bring out the more like, we have actually done it this show where you like talk about the real life stuff, but like, I want to hear about what is your life like? You know, like you're a full-time YouTuber. Like you travel to every yeah. city in the world. Like what's your favorite city? Like boring stuff like that. But, like, how hard has it been to transition from a full-time salary to a salary when I guess you have no idea how much you're making or when? Like, yeah, it's weird. We don't have time this episode, so it kind of sucks bringing up. Well, this is why people need to invite me on their podcast and ask me this shit. Because if I talk about it, mine, it's a bit self-indulgent. But but yeah, no, it's been mad. It has been mad. The the salary one's a funny one as well, because like, something lovely about just getting money that the PAYE tax is already paid and it's in your account. See this whole like self-employment shite and not knowing where your income's coming from or when it's coming. A little bit mad. But um, do you know what's funny? Like, when I go and do all these like, crazy things and come home to my mum and dad or whatever and people ask so how'd you get on I'm like just you'll see the video you know oh, <laughs> that guy oh, no, but not, not even not even like a dickhead it's like oh I could tell you about how I went and brought Jordan Henderson to Liverpool you just watch the video we'll be out next week I do end up telling them but I'm like the story's better if you just see it <laughs> the editing makes it fun <laughs> the editing makes it better than it really was but um <laughs> anyway right I want to ask you a few things we'll rattle these out no fucking about Three players to pump. Pump permission. Let's go. You have three players. Sell them to us. Make us go and buy them. Irresponsibly. Okay. Starting off, high risk, high reward. Cry Sensio Somerville from Leeds. Sensio? Yeah. Somerville, uh, bargain. Yeah. He's about £4. I just think they're guaranteed to get relegated at this stage. If, you know, By the time this comes out, they might not be or by the time you're listening. But like he was who I think is the most likely to stay there or one of the more likely players to stay um, in terms of an attacking guy that will put up high scores. Um, You're buying him at a stage where he is a sub rotating in and out of the team with absolutely good awful scores. If he makes a bad move in the summer, you're going to be in the exact same spot. That's kind of how I think about the market. Mm. In terms of, uh, I'll go under 23 next. I was going to pick Nico Mantle, uh, but um, he's from Alborg. He's a starting goalkeeper. And I was like, oh, under 23, you can pick him up for like £15. That is a guaranteed value. The reason his value is um, slipping is because 
he's on loan from Salzburg, so it might not be made permanent. We don't really know what's going to go on. So it's actually a double bubble, where if you buy Theo Sander, who's also under 23, I think your best case scenario is you've got two under two under 23 starting goalkeepers for next season at the price of half of one, if that makes sense, John. Mm. No, I so, hear you. Yeah, buy both goalkeepers is always like my tip for goalkeepers. And if you can do it with under 23s where you're going into a transfer window and they might both play, I think that's good. And then any, I was going to pick all of my favorite players like Jota was in there, Dybala was in there, Remy Cabela. And going through my gallery valuations, I was like, what is Enzo Fernandez doing at like £35? He's not putting up good scores, but when people aren't putting up good scores, just migrate to talent. Enzo Fernandez has it in abundance. I just think like, Next year, Chelsea will be better. Next year, his scores will go up. He's nailed in the team. He's under 23 for another year, I think. Like, yeah, mm. top talent. Yeah, he's the most nailed player in that team. And I think, like, well, at least one of them. But when you look at that, like his scores, without any decisives in the last, let's call it 10 weeks, he's still shooting 60, 58, 57, 56, 50, 20 AA, 15, 22, 20, 23, 24, 27, 21, 30. He's an AA beast there. And if Chelsea end up firing all cylinders, I'm back in this. I look at Chelsea, I look at the money, I look at the players, and I just think it's like over time, and maybe this is just wrong, maybe this is naive. I look at it and I think like it's too big to feel in terms of like, I'm not saying they're going to be Man City, I'm not saying they're going to be firing all cylinders like Arsenal, whatever, but they are. They're definitely better than they've been this season. They're definitely a lot better than they've been this season. A lot They're better. They're really lacking a forward, and they've got Nkunu coming in, so it's like... Or Nkuku, sorry. Everyone's going to have the same name for wrong. Were you... You said Kashinia, didn't you? I'm the original Kashinia. That's oh, why. Right. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, so, <laughs> By the way, he put that, that as a question. What is it? Hoodwink had as a question, how do you say this player's name? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. Research and development time. What's one feature you'd add that's so rare? Right. So you have you have previously said that you get more points for something you haven't heard of. Mm. I put this on Twitter like a year ago, and I think you probably might have seen it then and other stuff. Imagine golf. I might have said it last time. Imagine golf. Winning Dragon's Den. <laughs> you like a really bad Dragon's Den pitch. Sorry, start again. Imagine golf. Imagine golf. Imagine the winner's jacket, the green jacket, but you have <gasps> You've it. You've told me this before. I have, yeah, but it's, it's like, it's not yeah, happening. Yeah. It's, it's such in a better position. We've got a distribution um, you know, list or factory, whatever it's called now. We've got merch, but we haven't got a jacket. A black, like Adidas type looking football jacket with just a Surreal logo, nothing else except for a line, right? Either up or down across, I don't care, with whichever color of the division you won. You can redeem this with 10,000, 15,000 Surreal coins. So when you're out and about at a football game and you've got your bomber jacket on and it's got a red stripe down the middle, one person in there will know that guy's won a Surreal division. And I know you won't like it, John, because you don't win very often, but it will happen one day. Well, the beauty about it is as well, Alex, you'll never have to buy condoms again because it's the ultimate contraception <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> no one will know. It's like an inside joke. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, I like your jacket. Where'd you get it? Oh, well, there's this actually this NFT fantasy football game and I won a division, so I, I got to redeem this for 10,000 coins. It's yeah, like... I spent like 10 grand on it. I paid for like four <laughs> years straight. <laughs> didn't come up for it. Uh, no, but I do like it. I do like it. I think it's a fun idea. Um, even, do you know, honestly, something as simple as like, okay, you don't want to do jackets to deal with the size and distribution. Little winner chips or something that get posted out that are way easier. Um, 
just little fun things like that or nfts to display within your collection that are outside the actual cards or a better what do they call it the achievements or what do they call it the um what is it let me go home cards honors maybe your logo could be displayed better your banner i don't know all sorts of shit they could do um so i like it have we got time to do my other one because you've got your other one because <laughs> this one was going to get hate i want to get rid of asia i want to get rid of america i want to get rid of challenger and just put them into one division so it's just champion <laughs> i'm not liking this reaction <laughs> i knew this reaction it would get but the bit is you don't have these asia issues when in asia when the thing um was about to cut off you know the um when we we didn't have new supply, there was almost a stage where we didn't have any Asia rewards. So it's like just solve that by putting them all in one division. Oh, so I see what you're you're, you're problem solving here. My dog's going mad. Sorry about him. He's whining. If people can hear that. Um, so I like that you're solving the problem because then the K League cards now can just win other cards and it's all good. But I think like lumping Challenger in would be tough. And then I do know there's diehard MLS people who'd be pissed off or like American players who'd be pissed off. I just think it's too late in the game. They wouldn't know because you have they're the cheapest cards like the asian and the american cards are the cheapest cards 90 percent of the year so then you got you know if you were playing the reason it started is because you'd put those cards into all-star because they're the cheapest way to get in and then it's like well let's just do the same but with the other divisions i get it i don't actually want it changed because all of you would cry <laughs> and understand it's just and, a suggestion upside. yeah it's a suggestion that you're trying to be that. hipster and you're no. backtracking Exactly. I'm not back. <laughs> I get one point from it. I just know you won't get it. No, I think I think like there's something to be said maybe for like certain divisions or regions being like either broke up, split up, or put together in the future. I don't know. Um, I just think it's one of those where I feel like it's kind of too late, where people have made their beds, and that's why the likes of the K League issue is such an issue because people have bought those cards under the the sort of pretense that things were going to continue as they were. And if you go change in Challenger, I know the people will be pissed off. If you go change in America, the people are pissed off. If you change in Asia, people will go uproar. So I just think it's one of those that it's like, not broke, don't fix it. But I like it. You're throwing something different out there. That was right. the point, man. Very quick. A few questions. What are your plans? For, we've talked about that. When you have a child, are you going to call him Kevin? It's from Jonathan. Hey, Kevins. There's a you lot of Kevins. Kevins. Okay. Um, I know Kevin De Bruyne has kind of scarred you. Did you have like a McAllister or something as well? Or No, I went into Kevin Volland and his scores have been 40 to cost me first place, 30 for nothing, 0, zero, zero to cost me thresholds and stuff. Oh, it shit, is yeah. like a running joke of just if you buy a Kevin, he's going to absolutely ruin your teams. But this time I have to stick with him because of what happened with De Bruyne. He just turned into the world's mm. most elite midfielder, which is what I bought him for. Yeah, you kind of jumped out of him quick. quick. Like, yeah, people. Well, we're gonna get into it. I bought Kevin De Bruyne just to see him at the Man City game, which obviously seems a bit like over the top. But I was gonna keep him if he scored well, and then he didn't, and then his price fell, and then his price fell the next week, then it fell the next week, and then I was like, I have to get out of this guy. It's just, yeah, yeah it's a smart yeah. to listen to the whole explanation. But at the time, know. it was the right call. Maybe not. I promise you it's the right call. <laughs> what well, so rare teleties? What type of so rare content do you both personally watch, if any, at all? So I'll start. I really don't. I listen to podcasts. I don't really watch a lot of YouTube. Um, so rare wise, like occasionally videos will pop up or live streams will pop up, and I'll click on them and go in and say hello for a bit. I don't know. I'm just more of a podcast guy. My dog's going. Come in. What do you do? Will I sort him out? I think 
what I do want to give a shout out to Roy Olivi. His series is so funny and slept on. I think, you know, the hardcores in the Surrey community will know that. So I give a shout out to him for that. Besides that, it, it is just like John says, it, it's podcasts or it's lives, but only when events or news come out and you want other people's opinions. Because when you're creating content every day to you know, listen to someone else trying to teach you the basics when you probably already know better than them or or probably the same as them. It's very difficult to sit and watch like a, a 10 minute video or or someone's road to glory. If it's just like, you know, a standard road to glory, like I've seen it all before. I don't need to know how to compete for 20 pound. I know like I'd make videos on it. So yeah, it's it's tough. I'd podcast and lives, I guess, but even then it's it's not that many. <laughs> yeah. I think, sorry. sorry, I was kind of listening there while I went because I could still hear you, but I think um, there's definitely, I, I like podcasting because it's just kind of general open discussion. I feel like it value, but ultimately a lot of the content on YouTube's tutorial-based stuff, and I personally don't, I know I make it and people watch it, but I personally don't really find stuff on other people's galleries too interesting because it's my galleries the only they really want to care about. It. I'm sure you've just kind of said that, so um, not a big consumer of it. I love, I do like vlog-related content or in-real-life stuff, um, so there's that um and people are doing a bit more of that so i watched some of them can i just shout out your videos that you've done go into games as someone that tries and creates similar but different content they have actually been fantastic like i'm kind of waiting for you what to see what happens if you run out of ideas because the ideas and stuff like i don't Mm -hmm. think you get enough praise i know you got 150,000 views or whatever but like the concept to do it and then to do it successfully is so impressive from someone that creates content. So just thank you, man. Honestly, like the the YouTube stuff, like massive shout out to Alex who I work with. You know, he's just a wizard. You know, it, it very much is now. We kind of go back and forth in a lot of stuff. But when he came in and I got him involved, a year and a half now, he's one of my best friends now. Like he just came in with like a YouTube brain, and like I was kind of bumbling around making surreal videos, pouring off graphics, not knowing what it was at, chatting, shite, having fun. But like. He kind of brought it to the whole the whole YouTube strategy bit into it, and now I'd say honestly, I'm as much like YouTube is as much of a hobby as mine as football is. You know, I I love YouTube and like making YouTube videos that are good. So a massive thing for us is trying to do long form because the short form kind of blew the channel up, and now it's about trying to become real YouTubers and do the long form. Um, yeah. Well, so like we've another two videos in the can. I think to kind of not necessarily spoil titles but tell you titles one is where basically two teams of two race from manchester to london um the first people to get there get the tickets to the game no money no phone no internet and then i've seen that type of video before i know what you mean by yeah, like that type of time. idea it's almost like race across the worldly type vibes and then the other one is knocking doors on anfield road to find someone to play at anfield type of vibe so you know the houses with the murals on them and all that like knocking them and you get some head kiss. But anyway, those are the types of things. So like next season, it's about with a load of big ideas. I think like we're not gonna run out soon. But um it's it's really they're really fun to make. It's very creative. Do you know what I mean? Making talking about so rare teams or streaming as I have for so long isn't as creative. It's it's definitely like it is good content. I miss live streaming. I don't do it as much anymore because it's just not really conducive where I am right now with that. But like, I love the creativity of like it's almost like storytelling or movie making. The kind of some of the videos we're making on the main channel now, just good fun. But um, yeah, I'm well, see- thank you. I'm seeing like the start of um, I'm seeing my own content now. Like I'm like focusing on thumbnails and developing them for like one video, and um, like because I can see it successfully in yours, it's like a little bit. I don't want to call it inspirational, but you know, you try and like take the idea. It's like okay, so that's yeah. how. We do that. 
time burnt like that. And I just want to say thanks as well, because both of you have actually like, if I ask you for help, you come and help me. And that's oh, thanks, difficult. That's difficult because we're like, in a way we're competing, even though I know completely mm. different, right? But even just taking the time to to reply is, is nice. And Alex shares some tweets and like friends and stuff. So shout out to you guys. I, I don't oh, speak thanks, much. Man. I'm not just pumping you up on the pod. Me and John don't really speak no, very much. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's um, yeah, it's 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 one of those I think with the YouTube stuff. Like a lot of people listening aren't YouTubers, and maybe won't care. But like I know that you do it, and it's just like a mad thing where you really need to nerd out on titles, thumbnails, tags, descriptions, structures of videos. There's so much to it um, that maybe people behind the content or watching the content don't see, but you see it. <laughs> making the content don't realize they're not actually a youtuber like for i've only just started becoming a youtuber like taking these things seriously and like you have to learn it's studying it genuinely is yeah. like studying all right why did they click off here um for like a real life example i've just done my first proper vlog content i was trying to be a bit more educational with it sorry if it's boring people cut off the interviews so i'm like right less interviews yeah the retention the graphs and stuff and all the data behind the scenes is mental um right what do you think of for next season, so rare should have more competitions. I personally like the amount of competitions. And a yes or no, do you think it should have more? Less. Less. Okay. Threshold upgrade for limited and rare. I'm happy enough where they are, but everyone loves free money. It's uh, it's far too far the other way. If anything, their revenue is mm. yeah. There's probably um, a couple of nice things down here that are good questions and all, but one to kind of get out of the questions just based off time. We, we the, the road map was too big. Uh, George St. Ledger, what's your favorite thing to put on toast? He asked the important questions. I love, do you know what I actually love? There's a million things I love, but if we're going kind of like sweet, I love a bit of peanut butter and jam. Jelly to y'all Americans out there. Strawberry, ideally. I was just going to say butter. Like, yeah. <laughs> take an easy win. A lot to be said for it, but it needs to be real butter. That's kind of the only important bit there. Um, All right, the Cap Cup. Last week, PSU shot a score of 31, which puts them on the podium behind McBride, who cheated the game in a, like the best way possible like he did it really well is what i'm saying mls card guy got 39 psu got 31 can you get yourself on the podium alex who are your picks um mcbride should be removed that is ridiculous he could pick a zero and i can't but the, <laughs> well I no he he ended up getting charged 25 so there's a minimum price of 25 i do apologize um unai simon i've gone okay. for he starts with 32 against elche I actually was looking to pick his reserve because I think this is the week where you pick reserve goalkeepers for the last game of the season. They'll mm. swap around, stuff like that. Um, so, But he actually had a lower average than his start than his reserve. So that didn't make sense. Um, I haven't even checked if this guy's back from suspension. It just makes sense. Ashraf Hakimi, two red cards in a row, 46. He's an attacking wing back against a lower club in the form of Strasbourg. I think everyone should know him. And then I've I've gone very biased as a Celtic fan, as coming about coming off the back of scoring, Odson Edward, 32 average against Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest are out celebrating. They've been in the pub, they've been in the club all week. Whereas Crystal Palace are looking to climb the leaderboard from I don't know, did I call it the leaderboard? Good God. Um for like 10th to eleventh or something like that. So uh, they're, they're climbing the leaderboards. I, I think it was a over here. rare reference rather than like, I'll let you away with it. Like, cause I know we're talking so rare, but like, it's very Ted Lasso, which is funny. Yeah. It's just awful. Sorry about that. Everyone listening, but, uh, Odson Edward, 32 average, like back in the starting lineup last week, scored same again, please. Love it. Well, Alex, it's been a pleasure. People can find you at simply Alex SR. Um, 
YouTube, Simply Alex. Go and check out his latest vlog and all the so rare content. Anything else? No, that's it, mate. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. Like and subscribe on your way out or drop a review on podcasts and I'll chat to you next week. Bye-bye.